Welcome to the Life and Times podcast. Sit back, enjoy the conversation, enjoy the vibes, and thank you for checking us out. All right, cool. Yeah. Michelle, quickly, before we start, um, I want to know what's the most unique cake design you've, you've <laughs> ever had requested. Not that you did it, but requested. Okay. I mean, I would say the most unique and difficult, aside from the show, mm-hmm. um, I actually did do it, was uh, the Whitehall cake for Bethune-Cookman. So it was the replica of one of the famous buildings on the campus. Oh, nice. And that was pretty unique because I had to make sure all the windows, like the exact amount of windows, and that the brick looked like brick. So it wasn't crazy, but it was difficult to replicate, I would say. How did you go about designing that? Um, I looked at pictures. I printed off a lot, and of course, I went there. Right, right. You know, having that, I've attended, I've seen it in per- person a lot. So I just use that as like a point of reference and tried to get every detail as close as possible, but make it edible. Um, it took the first time I made it. It took me about four or five days okay. because I had to stop and come back to it. You know, and it's like, no, this isn't right. The awnings aren't right. The you know, and then. Um, someone else saw it and they requested it again. So the second time was a lot faster. I was able to do it in two days the second time. Nice. um, That's probably the most difficult. I don't know. It's not really crazy. Now I've had some very interesting requests, but um, sometimes I just say, you know, that's not for me. I don't make it. Exactly. I always wonder how that, always wonder how that works because you know, you'll have people with the craziest ideas and you're like, yeah, that's. I really don't want to make a cake into that. I don't. Yeah, I, I really yeah. don't. And I, I try to stay. When I started, I um, I made a lot of like baby shower cakes that are like the baby bumps, mm-hmm. and but people tend to think it's gross to cut a cake that looks like ah. a person or body parts. Okay. So I don't make a lot of body part cakes. Um. So I haven't had anything like crazy in that regard. I had people ask. Right. Um, now that I've done this for so long, a lot of times people have in their mind what they want, but it doesn't necessarily match their budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once we start talking, you know, time and detail and what that requires, people typically change their mind. Got you. Got you. That's cool. Yeah. Word. All right, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Life and Times pod, yeah. which is short for the Life and Times of a Restaurant Lifer podcast. I'm Adrian. You already know it's no BS coming from me. And for episode <laughs> 18, we are joined by the wonderful, intelligent, uh, very talented Michelle. What's happening, Michelle? Hi. Hello. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. We're, <laughs> we're all family here. Uh, Michelle, let the people know where can they find you and your work, most importantly. Okay, awesome. My name is Michelle Holmes. I am a cake artist, entrepreneur, and educator. Um, my primary business is Sky Confections, right here on my shirt. There we go. Um, I am on Instagram, Facebook. I have a TikTok. I need to do better about that, and um, Twitter. And but you can find me on my website or any social media. I love for you to follow me. Again, that's Sky Confections, Sky with an E, um, and I create edible cake art. Nice, nice. And how long have you been doing this at this point, Michelle? Uh, I started as a hobby in 2010. Okay. 
and uh, actually made my business uh, official in 2015. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. She's very talented, y'all. Um, she does ship to you, so don't feel if you're outside of Atlanta that yeah. you can't do business <laughs> with the homie. So reach out to her. Check right. her out. All right, Michelle, we always start off the podcast uh, with something that I joke around and I say all of us in hospitality, one form or another, we're really good at, and that's drinking, mostly mm. mostly, <laughs> mostly alcohol, but today mm -hmm. I'm not doing alcohol and I think you're not doing alcohol. So no. let the people know, what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking water. <laughs> it's water and I have mint and cucumber in okay. it. I'm trying to do better. Okay. So today's water, water only. Nice, nice. Stay hydrated, everyone. And for me today, mm -hmm. I have uh, a French press coffee. Mm. It's delicious. Okay. So I've been trying to cut down on alcohol because the football season is just now starting up and I. I know. Ah, you gotta say. Yeah, up. I know. I'm. <laughs> I know whatever, whatever good that I'm doing, I'm just gonna. It's just gonna go out the window. Come you Saturday, wipe it out. Yeah. yeah. First tailgate is on and popping. So all right now. That's good. You gotta balance it. So trying to, trying to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, I always like to toast to the guests. So Michelle, to you. We've known each other for quite some time. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's always good. It's always good to see former classmates doing big things, you know, in whatever venue or arena. So you're a business owner, you're a thriving business owner. Um, you enjoy what you're doing and you, you fully, you fully represent Reed Ann. And thank you. I like to one day be there and one day be able to inspire others to do the same thing. So that's my toast to you. You're doing it. I'm trying. You're doing I'm, it. I'm trying. I'm so trying. cheers to us. Yeah, cheers to yeah. us. Cheers to the Adulting. listeners. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, so salute to you. Salute to the listeners. Thank you all again for checking us out. If this is your first time uh, checking out the podcast, all this is is a casual conversation uh, with some interesting people that either I've met in hospitality or in one form or another, they've worked in hospitality. So look mm -hmm. us up at Suplex Dinner Club. That's the home of this podcast, as well as the college football podcast that I do uh, twice a week now because the season is the season. Season is here. <laughs> Y'all know it's I'm serious. locked in. If you know me, I'm locked in. So, all right, cool. So, uh, Michelle, next we set the table. I always ask. They guessed a couple questions so that okay. our listeners can get a better idea of who you are, what makes you tick. So first question, growing up, what was your perception of hospitality workers? Mm. Um, well, when I was very little, I always thought when I thought hospitality, I thought hotels and cleaning. Mm. Um, I don't know why, because we would go on family vacations and stuff. I didn't really think about food. Okay. I never thought about food. I always thought about Hotels, um, family trips, vacation, right. that kind of thing um, as a child. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, what was your first job in hospitality? <laughs> um, ironically, now I didn't realize when I was little, but uh, my, my first job, period, 
um, was there was a game room on Panola in Covington. I don't know if you remember this. There's a game room that was in that Ingalls Plaza, like the shopping center where the movie theater is. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the owner, I would go in, you know, my dad would take me in and I would play all the time. So one day my dad, I was probably five years old in kindergarten. He said, you should give her a job. We're in here spending money all the time. And the guy said, okay, what can she do? And I said, I can pick up trash. And he said, okay. So I would come in and pick up paper or trash off the floor. And he would give me free tokens (laughs) to play. So I think I was about five years old. That was my first job. I mean, off the books, but you know, and now you look at it, like that was technically hospitality, you know, you cleaning and um, serving, you know, and, um, I, and as older, I would say, actually in a restaurant was uh, at Stonecrest Mall. They had Winners Sports Bar and Grill okay. that was by the AMC Theater. Okay. So I, um, I think a college like college breaks. I would work. I worked there until they closed. I was a, a waitress. Okay. Um, hated it. You hated it. Absolutely hated why, it. <laughs> why did you hate it? Hated it. Why did you hate it? Um. The f- it's just a lot that goes on. And that was my first time being exposed to that side of it. You know, you go eat and you don't think about everything that's going on in the kitchen, mm-hmm. what it takes to get your food to the table, um, the service. And I think it was also the area. So I never got good tips. Um, I think my biggest night was like, I lived for like 70 bucks really? on a Friday or Saturday. It was awful oh, because of the location. Yeah. So people over there, they, they weren't tipping. Um, it's a sports bar. So right. people would come in and drink mm. and watch games and stuff, but they really weren't, they didn't care about tipping. And we had to tip out to the bar. You mm-hmm. tip out. And it's like, I have to tip out all these people and I leave with nothing. Mm. So I I did not like that job at all, Dang. but I did it. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. We, we all have our different experiences. Like our first, like, serving job or whatever and I I mean at first I I always liked it personally just because at that point at that point in my life I know I was doing a lot of partying anyway so Mm, I just looked so that's quick (laughs) I I just looked at it not only I looked like I looked at it like I was getting paid to party essentially Mm -hmm. and maybe that was you get to interact yeah 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 but also but also um that that was kind of the vibe of that restaurant. Like, where were you? Um, well, you, it, you? my first my first serving and bartending job was at in the Applebee's, and that was okay. I was in Noonan, Georgia, because okay. I got hired. It was my first break from Tuskegee, and my mom was like, "You need you got to go get a job. You got to yeah, work. You got to go uh-huh. get a job." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I, I'll go do mm-hmm. it, whatever, rock and roll, because she knew, she knew <laughs> she was like, all all you're trying to do is go out and drink beer and all that stuff, which which was true, but so you take your tip money, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, I will work there, and then when I went back to Tuskegee, I transferred um, my employment to the Auburn location, and I was there at Auburn, okay, and same same old thing even crazier so basically half of my tip money That's was cool. going toward uh beverage and all of that food stuff. and libations exactly. yes exactly. <laughs> so. all right la- yeah. last question for you um do you feel that everyone should have at least one job in hospitality and more importantly why 
Absolutely. Okay. I think so. Um, I did not like that job, but it made me have a greater appreciation for people who work in the industry. Mm. And now when I go out to eat, you know, you we tip well because we know what it is to be a server. I've served and I know what it is to not get a tip right. knowing I did my best. Um, or, you know, the kitchen is slow, something happened that was out of my control and, you know, the customer is taking it out on exactly. me. I know what that feels like. So I have a little bit more grace when I, um, when I go out to eat and you, you ask people, you have communication or you communicate with the servers. They may be in college, you know, trying to support a family mm -hmm. and you know that they're not making a lot from whatever that business is. So, you know, you don't take it for granted. And so I do think, um, when you had an opportunity to work in the industry, you have a greater respect for other people. Mm -hmm. You appreciate it a little bit more kind. Even when, when I go to hotels, I've been in some nice hotels where um, they may have forgotten to uh, clean my bedding or flip the sheets or the or the towels might be dirty. I unfold them and it's dirty. And instead of flying off the handle or being you know the way you really could be, right. um, you have a greater understanding. And maybe it wasn't person that I'm getting ready to jump on to. Maybe it was somebody else or maybe it's out of their control. So you you just, you operate with a little bit more grace. Definitely. So I think everybody should have an opportunity or should at least have one job in the industry. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You definitely learn the value of empathy working in a restaurant, yeah. no matter what kind of restaurant, whatever, whatever you're doing, you learn that, like you said, you're, I mean, your first job as a uh, server you didn't really take into account all of the factors that go around mm -hmm. to actually build that, make that food and present that to the customer. So you have right. a better appreciation. In a timely manner. Exactly. It got to be in a timely manner. The food has to be good, you know, and warm or cold, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. So much can happen. You know, you, and the drinks, same with the drinks. If you walk in drinks from the bar, if you leave them up there too long, they're watered down by the time it gets to a customer and they're upset. And they, It's just a lot. It's a lot. And I think it's it's necessary. I don't necessarily want my daughter um, to serve. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. We'll see. It depends on the restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think there's a place for her to work in the industry at some point so that she can learn. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So, um let's let's get into the main topic today so okay. so listeners a little background uh we we have a tv star amongst uh. us so <laughs> yes be honored uh michelle can can you tell us what uh you've graced our tv screens with <laughs> um i had the pleasure and opportunity to compete on food network nice. Um, last year, so it was the Big Bake. Is the this, the the uh, show is called the Big Bake, but it was a Halloween themed episode. Nice. So season three, the Big Bake. My team, the Brown Sugar Babes, competed. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. nice. Does I'm sure your mom has that like on DVR. Or she she uh, has she, that. I think she, she has does. that ready. Like if you walk into her yeah. home, she's like, "Have you seen? Have you seen? Let that me show you this. Yeah. Right, right. It's on her phone. You know." My daughters are super proud. Nice. They like to tell their as friends. As they should. As um, they should. Yeah. I did it. That was part of the reason I did it was for them. Um, but it was we didn't win, but it was a great opportunity. I mean, so it was, like you said, I, I great it. opportunity and more mm -hmm. eyes to what you have going on, more eyes to your personality. And, you know, when it's said and done, people like to do business with people they like. So 
you yeah. know, when that, when yeah. you're, you have that opportunity to show your personality and, you know, your energy, which is a positive one. I know that for firsthand experience that you're yeah. like, man, I want to check, I want to check her out. Let me follow her yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> and then once a job pops up, I'm going to hit her up. Like, yeah, they think of that's exactly. all right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So it's been a blessing. I, you know, I'm glad I did it. Nice. I'm glad I did it. But I know you have questions. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So before we even talk about your experience, I want, I want to talk about it. Like uh, cooking competitions have been mm-hmm. very big on television for, I would say, the past 20 years. I remember yeah. Kitchen Nightmares. I remember being in high school watching Kitchen Nightmares and loving it. Mm-hmm. And uh, watching Top Chef, that's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's always been my favorite cooking competition show. So, were you a fan of those shows coming up, or what, what was your <laughs> first experience with um, those? I've seen them. Okay. Um, I always laugh at the kitchen ones because although I cook, mm-hmm. um, people forget they always look and think I just do cakes. I do cook, right. you know, for my family, and and um, I would never go on a show. <laughs> And I always, I've seen them, I watched them, you know, um, more lately, I guess it's been um, nailed it, like on uh, yeah, Netflix yeah. and these shows, you know, because I have children too. So they watch these competition shows and some of the big names in the industry, like Buddy, Velastro, and you see how they build their their business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I would never do that. I, I mean, I and I was a teacher. I didn't say that, but I taught for um, 10 years primarily before transitioning into a full-time entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and my students in elementary school would always, I would bring them cakes for different seasons just because I'm that teacher and they loved it. You know, it's, it's Halloween. She's bringing a pumpkin and it's a cake. Um, but they always say, you should go on a show. You should go on a show. And I would watch these shows and see how in some instances it looked like the, the competitors were being torn down, Mm -hmm. um, or talked to. And I just, I had no desire to be a part of that because I know my mouth. Mm. So, um, you know, y'all gonna have to cut the cameras because I'm out. I'm that done. We're that done. Made it's a wrap. TV. See, that made yeah, but I would have been sent home. <laughs> so, you know, but I'm talking younger than me. Right. And it, it over time, you have to build up confidence sure. to be able to step outside of your comfort zone. So I watched the shows, but I was like, I'm not going on there. Mm. Nope. And my students, you should go. You should go. No, no, thank you. No. <laughs> Uh-uh, I'm good. So um, pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And that was where I think a lot of people's mindset shifts because you, you I'm not saying I took life for granted, but sometimes you take the gift for granted, for sure. right? Like you have these gifts and I can keep it to myself and just work with my customers or I can step out of my comfort zone and, you know, show people that it's okay to try new things and it's okay to put yourself out there. And I'm in control of how I respond. So just because they say, I have to remember, this is TV. This is TV. You know, they're going to do what they need to get for their ratings or whatever, but that doesn't mean you have to push me outside of my character. And that's how I approached it in my first competition. I mean, I was doing cakes in 2010. I did not compete until 2019. No, 2021, 2021, say pandemic, 2021. Yeah, like 21, like first time competing, I believe. So that's crazy. I can't remember the exact year, but it's it's been two years, two years. So... 21, I competed and actually won first place nice. in a wedding competition um, here at Cobb Gallery. Okay. They had, you know, the whole cake fair right. or cake show. Um, and 
Actually, let me correct that because Cake Fair is another event. There's it's a cake show, okay. <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh, what do I have to lose? And I entered, and actually won first place. And weddings, you know, you know, because we've talked, weddings mm-hmm. are not really what I specialize in. Mm-hmm. I will do wedding cakes, but I like fun weddings. I like things that are different. Right. Not the I will do traditional cakes, but um, because I create a lot of different things, typically my bride and grooms. They like stuff that's different sure. and they like, you know, to even pull in, you know, whatever their hobbies are or whatever. So it's a non-traditional cake typically is what I specialize in. Right. So um, to do a wedding category and win was huge, but it boosted my confidence. Like, wow, I put myself out there for and sure. I just thought I was going to do it for fun. And I ended up winning first place nice. in the category. And from there... Um, some there were some people from Food Network, some people who've competed that were there and they they were looking, they were watching. And just by putting myself out there in that situation, I opened up a whole nother door. Nice. So Okay. Yeah, that's how that, that started. So, Sorry if I'm rambling. No, you're not you're not <laughs> rambling. We will, we actually want to hear it. I wanna that's what I was gonna ask. Like, what was the next step and how how did you even get connected with Food Network? So they reached mm-hmm. out to you for well they reached so yes and no like um once you put yourself out Mm -hmm. there and you know i post videos of how i make things sometimes i'll do quick tutorials on you know people can see me create um what looks real like realistic Mm -hmm. items and now they figure out oh it's made of sugar or cake um by hashtagging and um, the right people start to see it. So I've had casting. What happens is there's casting directors and agencies that search the internet constantly. And I was, I had been reached out to before the pandemic mm-hmm. a couple of times, but I'd never competed. Um, I just think I just hadn't put myself out there enough. So when it came time to interview, I had no experience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have my own experience, but they're like, have you competed? Have you done this? And so it, as they elevate um, or I guess go through and filter out people. Mm-hmm. I had the personality, but I didn't necessarily have the experience. Have the experience. Right. So I like to think it just wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. Um, Post pandemic, once they saw, oh, she competes because it's a whole nother category of people for competing. If you look at your chef, the chef shows, they're like some of the same people start to pop up, and then you start to see the same judges kind of circulated. Right. You know. Um, and some people are addicted to competition. I, I learned yeah, that. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are Definitely. addicted to competition. So um, they, I was reached out to by a casting person, casting director. But my teammate on the show was also con- contacted. And I did not know her. I did not. I hadn't met her at all. I mean, we only knew each other through Instagram. Gotcha. And she lives here. She's actually a Spelman grad. Oh, nice. And um, we just knew each other as, you know, fellow business owners, black female entrepreneur, but we never met in person. And she's competed. She had competed um, nationally on Food Network and the other teammate had also competed. So they done done a show before and they needed a teammate. So I was the first person that came to mind and reached out to me. And of course, I was willing to try it. three black women, entrepreneurs, and doing our own thing oh, yeah. individually. But um, we connected through social media. Like we never met each other until we got on the plane <laughs> to go compete um, at food, with Food Network, which was crazy. Oh, that's, that's crazy. But, that's crazy. But that's awesome that yeah. I mean, you can 
build these kind of social circles, people that you've never met for, I meant face to face and know them for years or know of them for years. And then right. y'all pop up on each other. So that's, that's awesome. How, yeah. how long was that? Uh, how long was the recording process? Um, the film, well, the filming from notification or just like when you were there, when you're there, when you touch down, because okay. you, you went to Toronto, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. This particular show filmed in Toronto, Canada, um, in February yes. when it was super cold. So we filmed a Halloween episode in February yeah, yeah. That's how it <laughs> and, works. uh, it was like blizzard, you know, snowstorm situation. Um, and it was, it was quick, but because of COVID yeah. we had to isolate. So COVID kind of threw, I think even the, the season before us, uh, or I guess some several episodes before us filmed, they had to stay isolated even longer. But for us, I believe it was five days. Uh, okay. um, yeah. So you're there and they keep you in separate rooms mm-hmm. and you have to submit a COVID test every day, mm-hmm. a negative COVID test. And if anyone from the episode test positive, you, they send everybody home. Dang. So, yeah. So um, they tell you, you can come, you can go. Cause uh, I remember my teammates like, Oh, let's go see um, Diana. Right. And I've been before, so I'm like, no, that's not why I'm here. Right. I'm going to stay right in this room because <laughs> I'm not trying to go home right. because somebody's sick, you know? So, and they make you test, you, you have to present everything when you get there and you isolate. And then, um, maybe it was three or four days. Cause I feel like, like we came on like a Thursday and I filmed on the next Tuesday or something and then went home on that Wednesday. Yeah, it was about a week. So, um, it was different. It was cool because, of course, I'm getting away from my family and I get a break from mommy. Right. But my mind was stressed because it's the unex. You don't know. It's unknown to know. Okay, especially at that time. I'm counting down. Yeah, yeah, counting down. It's cold. It's you know, COVID, and this is new territory. So you asked me about the hospitality industry, but what I forgot to say is I've never worked in a commercial kitchen. Um, you know, other, no, I was a server, but that's more, I'm not gonna say front of house, but you know, you're back in the kitchen, but you're not cooking on the line or preparing food. Um, my grandmother owned a restaurant here in Atlanta and I have an uncle who owned two restaurants here. He's a radio personality. And so I've been around the soul food restaurant and R&B type industry, Mm -hmm. but never as an employee or as the chef or a baker, right? Okay. I never worked for a food chain like a Publix, no no, no commercial kitchen um, experience whatsoever. Mm. So everything I've learned has been in my home kitchen. So you pick me up and put me on a TV show and they walk you in and it's all commercial equipment, mm. commercial ovens, commercial, you know, everything, which I've seen, but it's totally but different never, when you, you, never you show up. never with that stuff prior to? No. Wow. No. That's- no so when you watch the show the first time i ever touched any of that stuff was was when they said um you have five hours oh wow wow (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah but that's a dope experience too because what it's a whole different world working in a commercial kitchen versus a home kitchen you know yeah that's totally different because this is my own space i know where everything is and they show you, but now you have, you're on a clock to find it, use it and use it properly. Um, and I have, I mean, thankfully both of my teammates competed. So I was able to kind of get some prep right. 
and uh, you know, making sure, okay, we have a thermometer for the oven and it's the convection, it's a different mm -hmm. oven. It's not the same mm -hmm. as your gas stove at home. Mm -hmm. It bakes things faster and you have to watch it in the freezers and the, so it was a lot. It was just very overwhelming, honestly. But um, but hey, I was like, let's go, I'm rolling with it. Let's Heck get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. How was your interactions with your competitors like off off camera? They were everybody, everybody was good. Was cool. Everybody was nice. That's what I will say. This was a great first experience okay. for me to get my, you know, kind of dip my toe into competing because some shows, I feel like what I know now from I've met more people who do mm -hmm. this. Um, some some of the shows do set you up for drama or to fail. That, that's that's you know? what I that's what yeah. I wanted to ask. Yeah. Like, no, like I'm, it's I'm true. sure when it comes to <laughs> the drama or the bad guy or the villain of the season, it's always that's, that's or the weak link. Right. Or, you know, yes, there is an angle um, because it's Toronto. There was a different filming crew. Mm -hmm. There's Food Network Canada and there's Food Network US. Mm -hmm. I've never experienced US, so I can only talk on what I've heard, <laughs> not what I've been through. But I can say for Canada, they were super nice. They um, I felt like they wanted us to be successful. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they tell you the thing, they tell you, hey, this is the time. If you need help finding equipment, it wasn't we're starting a clock and you're on your own. Um, but there are some things that, you know, are out of our control. So I do think they're going to also play it. They're going to zoom in. They're gonna, I was told ahead of time, don't, whatever you do, do not start crying. Cause if you watch any of these shows, if a person even lets a teardrop fall, that's, that's the hook. That means you're going home. There, the camera is, <laughs> yeah. yeah and i'm not i'm not a person that cries anyway but i mean it can be frustrating and overwhelming so Definitely. that was some tips that was one of the big ones. they were like don't do it because one of my teammates i think filmed before and she tried to go down under the counter mm. and let it out and when she came up the camera was like right mm -hmm. there waiting for her to come up yeah if you run to the bathroom they're at the bathroom you know you'll be on the commercial yeah. you'll be the promo for <laughs> for the season yep like Yep. Like, come watch this so you can see Michelle cry. Like that sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. So, yeah. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Man, that's dope. That's cool. That's cool. Well, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to do a cooking competition? I would say do it. You know, try it. Um, keep an open mind. You know, do your research before you just say yes. See if you can find someone else who's been on whatever... Um, network it is mm -hmm. because they're all different um the location that they filmed is different you know you have to keep take all that into mind but don't say no i've been approached a couple more times since i've gone and i have said no and my husband is like why are you saying no <laughs> and for me it's a mindset thing and the timing matters because i sacrificed to be to film previously you know sometimes it comes it may not be a convenient time when you end up missing birthday holiday whatever and, um, in this season i just i'm not in the mood to miss a lot of important things this fall but um keep an open mind i say try it everybody who's interested you should do it once if you feel like you have a gift and you know you just even if you just want the experience um i know people who unfortunately they've never won mm. I, I mean i when i competed i was one of the teams had a young lady i think she'd been on like six or seven shows and she's never won and then our the the team that won they'd done nine i think he's won nine times Dang. 
So it wasn't necessarily like the way they paired us was kind of odd because I don't know. We we I'm not gonna say we weren't on the same level, but you have someone who's won every show he's been on with someone who hasn't, and we're kind of in the middle. Um, but that doesn't mean you stop trying. So if you're interested, try. If you you know have a desire to put yourself out there, do it. Do it. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's just like your first competition there at Cop Galleria. Like you had no experience. You just right. you just took a shot. You were like, hey, I'm just I'm here to have fun. I'm here to compete because I know you're a competitive mm-hmm. person because I went to high school with you. I know you. <laughs> I know you. A little bit. Just a little. Yeah, just a little. But yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, yo, I'm I'm here to have fun. I'm here to compete. Rock and roll. And you mess around and win. So why yeah. not just just do it just take your shot man. and let me say this for also a lot of times we have um ideas that come to us and we talk ourselves out of it you know Definitely. and god I'm, I'm gonna be honest that the cake that i won that idea came to me when i was asleep really? i was like oh this would be dope and i jumped up out of my sleep and started sketching this cake and i'm like they're not gonna get it nobody's gonna get it i don't care i'm doing it and I, I just stuck with it. And that's how you have to be with different things. So no matter what industry, if, I mean, hospitality, but no matter where you are in the industry, when you have a dope idea, whether it's a food idea, whether it's a design, you know, whatever it is, uh, see it through because it was given to you for a reason. And um, and that and that I never forget that I woke up and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be good. And I did it. And saw it through no matter what so that's what you have to do that's awesome that's awesome that's one of the things that most of us do struggle with is we have these great ideas we have these spurts of creativity but the one thing that's in our actual way of getting it done and seeing it through is ourselves so that's (laughs) it is that's awesome advice that's awesome advice that's that's awesome man that's awesome you're like the third (laughs) person i know to be on a cooking competition show or culinary competition show because shout out to the homie Tiffany who was a judge on did you see that oh. uh Netflix uh bartending um competition? Like no, craft cocktail? I need to go watch it. Look it up. It's oh wait, dope. yes. I've seen it advertised. Yeah. I haven't watched the show. Look it up. It's dope because uh one of the one of the homies and hopeful one of the next guests, Tiffany, very talented bartender I mean, hell, she's more than a bartender at this point. She's like, yeah. she's like a giant in the industry right now. Um, she was one of the judges. So, okay, yeah, as, that's as cool. As soon as she told me she was in it, I was like, I'm in. I'm watching it, thinking that I'm, <laughs> now I gotta yeah, go watch. I'm thinking that she's competing, yeah. but no, nah, she was like one of the final judges, and all of wow the competitors like they went crazy when they saw her. So I'm like. Hey Tiffany, I didn't know you were. Is she local? Yeah, she's here in Atlanta. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll okay. get you her information. Very, yeah, very that's talented, dope. Very talented uh, person and a great person too. So, all right, cool. So, uh, the next thing we do in the podcast, Michelle, I bring you a question from last week's guest. Okay, you gotta answer it. <laughs> Should I be nervous? <laughs> no, no, no. Eric, Eric okay. took Eric okay. took good care of you, listeners. Um, last episode was with. The homie Eric, he's a really great guy, one of my good friends. And his question for you, Michelle, is, okay, here's the scenario. You are stuck on a deserted island, and it's guaranteed you will be there 
for the remainder of your days. Just you. Oh, wow. Okay. The question is, what three items, what three items uh, do you have to have with you? Oh, like naked and afraid. Um, Basically. (laughs) Let me see. They always have, wait, is food, (laughs) is that considered, is that count as an item? He didn't give me any parameters. I just give Mm. you the question and you. Okay. All right. I need clean water. Because I can cook with it. I can bathe with it. I can drink it. Um. I have to have a comfortable place to sleep. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on the ground. Leaves it's not going And I need food. Okay. I can make some clothes. I feel like I can probably figure out how to sew some leaves or something together. Okay. Oh, wait. No, I need fire. There we go. Oh, this is tough. There we go. This is tough. Because I can't cook what I'm cooking with. I guess I can make fire. But a fire starter would be nice. So on the show, they always have like a fire starter. Mm-hmm. They always have the filter for water. Mm-hmm. And somebody usually has like a spear or a knife or something. Some, some catch weapon. or cook. Yeah, or... Exactly. yeah. So I guess I need that. Oh, I don't want to sleep on the ground. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. So, so you're going to sacrifice the spear for like a Casper king size mattress or something? No, no. Because I need to be able to defend myself. So I do need a weapon. Okay. So I have to have a weapon. Okay. I need I need a weapon. Um fire. (laughs) Because I need to be able to cook and clean. I guess I can boil the water. So weapon, fire. Oh shoot. Dang. That's tough, Adrian. Golly, dang, I couldn't get four. Okay, weapon, fire, and I, I really do want a bed or some I mean, kind of bedding. Bed, <laughs> I need somewhere to sleep. I gotta just you're be there for the rest of your days. You get... Yeah, I need shelter. Let's just call it shelter. Okay, okay. Shelter. I like that because that covers like if it rains. So the shelter. Space. I like that. Okay, so we're going weapon. Uh Mm -hmm. what else? Fire and shelter. Fire. Yes. Cool, cool. All right, all right. So Eric, that's the answer to your question. (laughs) Michelle, what's your question for next week's guest? Man, I I wasn't that deep. Wow. Don't be deep. So I, I was only going to say, like, if if you had a choice for the rest of your life to serve or be served, that's a, what would you that's choose? A perfect question. Would you choose to be the person that serves or the person that is served? Mm. Servant. Okay. You had to choose. Hey, I like it. I want to see what next week's guest has to say about that. Yeah. And my funny ones, like, I had pulled out some cards, like, some game cards, but... He went deep, so I was like, I'll put those to the side. (laughs) Okay, I like that. I like that. And then lastly, we always like to add two songs each to the Life and Times playlist. Uh Listeners, look it up on Spotify. Um, The Life and Times playlist is a curation of great songs, vibes, moods, some bops. 
uh, curated by the host Adrian and our weekly guests. So, mm. Michelle, what Love what it. two songs are you adding to the playlist? Oh. Now I wish I had got the artist name. It's in my uh, phone. Um, so mine are two opposites. Yeah, so yeah. y'all don't judge. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Um, first, it would be Maverick City music and kirk franklin's um bless me okay bless me is on heavy rotation for me right now love that song um the opposite is my hype song with my youngest daughter right now is uh, i look good so on my mama on my oh yeah yeah, i look fly i look good the original not not this new one the original um i can't think of the guy's name so i'll give it to you after yeah 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 uh I can't think of his name, but that's on rotation. Now, is the I mean, original did that come out while we were outside like that? That yeah. song, okay. I yeah. know, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Of course, yeah. I didn't. It's no cursing. It's it's clean. I didn't, but, I didn't know it was a new version of that. Well, I can't think of her name, but they took it, took a piece of it, sampled it, and they have a new song. Got you, got you. They're good mm-hmm. for that now. R and B version. Okay. Can I add a third, like a bonus? Yeah, do it. No. Do it. You probably already have no, it because I feel like Tennessee whiskey. That one I, I love that. that one uh, okay, so but the Kiki Wyatt version of Tennessee whiskey. Kiki Wyatt. Is... Okay, I gotta write that down because mm-hmm. I didn't know she had a version of that. Yes, she covered it, and I love it better than the original. I mean, we always make things better, so that that, <laughs> that actually makes yeah. sense. Okay, my my two songs, my two songs. Uh, Okay, what's your first song from an artist, Duckworth? Have you ever heard of him? Give me no, not off the top of my head. Duckworth, uh, very talented artist. Uh, the song that I'm contributing is called Super Bounce, so it's a uh, it's a nice, nice little vibe. It's a good, good little weekend music, like you're at a lounge type, we're Hmm. chilling, having fun at the same point. Really cool, smooth song. I love that song. The second song that I'm adding is from JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Um, most of the listeners, most of the people who know me know that I love both of those guys and them combining okay. forces is like a super team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This comes from their latest release called Scaring the Hose DLC pack. <laughs> And yes, the, okay. that's the energy that's there. They're like, <laughs> they're just putting out whatever music and they're like, oh man, don't, don't play that music in, at the party because it's scaring the whole, you know, that, that's, that's <laughs> the joke. But the uh, song is actually called Tell Me Where to Go. It's very soulful. Uh, they sample Al Green on the hook. Hmm. And okay. I mean, you know, and Danny Brown, even though he's super strange, and bizarre as a rapper, he kind of he kind of gets introspective about a relationship, a failed relationship, and it's like the mo- one of the most serious recent Danny Brown songs I've ever had uh, listened to. Okay. So I love it. Tell me where to go by JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown. So those are the songs. I love it. So where can I get this list? Um, good question exclusively on spotify you look it up uh the life and times playlist it has it's a good amount of songs at this point and it's from everywhere like last week's guest he added taylor swift to the playlist it's songs from every 
culture and all it's a whole bunch of great songs on across there. the genres yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just so Love it. something you can play when you're at the gym or just you know walking around or just chilling or baking a cake so yes yeah, yeah. i do a lot of listening and watching shows i'm gonna have to check out the bartending one for sure yes you're gonna love it you're gonna love it and shout out mm-hmm. to tiffany um all right so michelle we've reached the end of the podcast how do you feel Ooh, I'm. I, I feel relieved. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> you, you did, you did no, great. I feel good. Thank you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Thank great. you for asking about my journey. Yeah. Appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. And once again, uh, Michelle, where can the people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Sky Confections. That's S K Y E C O N F E C T I O N S. Skyconfections.com is my website. I'm on Instagram mostly, uh, Facebook. Twitter, um, TikTok. I need to update Twitter and TikTok, but hit me up on Instagram. Follow me, Sky Confections. Word, word. All right, cool. And listeners, um, if you haven't already, be sure to look us up, Suplex Dinner Club. That's the home of two, soon to be three, podcast projects that I'm working on. Um, Mondays and now Fridays, because the season is on and popping. Uh, we talk college football on dogs versus all y'all where we don't just talk about the Georgia Bulldogs we talk about all things college football hence all y'all and on Wednesdays you know the vibes it's the life and times pod which is short for the life and times of a restaurant lifer podcast so uh, look us up share us with your friends it's good conversations fun times Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff so Michelle, I'm going to see you in a few weeks for our fundraiser. Yes. Do, do you want to tell the people about it or the project? <laughs> I meant? No, you can tell them. Okay. You can tell them. All right. So, so our, our high school reunion is coming up, and Michelle and I are committee members, and we've been organizing um, a service project, which will help a number of the current students of our beloved Redan High School. And um, we've collected clothes, clothing items, uh, suits, dresses, accessories, and all that stuff. And our goal is to get at help at least 40 students uh, be dressed from head to toe, accessories included, uh, for any of the kids whose families are a little bit in a bind when it comes to financially of being able to have them have some nice outfits for homecoming. So it's a little, it's a small gesture on our end, but it goes a major long way uh, in terms of confidence because, I mean, a lot of us, we didn't have everything we wanted growing up. And Mm -hmm. that puts you in a certain mind frame or mindset. And we want to attack, we want to attack that. We want those kids to feel feel absolutely supported and confident uh through these formidable years so this is a small little gesture but it goes a long way if you want to help contribute just hit me up or hit michelle up and we can make it happen so i mean we Mm -hmm. we did a great job at the drive we've organized most of the stuff and i'm still getting people reaching out asking hey can i donate this I, can i donate yeah right and i got a couple some people missed it yeah i got a couple prom dresses over the weekend so you know nice. i'm gonna make sure that we get it 
added to our collection so that those kids have that opportunity to, to be dressed, I mean, dress fly for something mm -hmm. as important to them as homecoming. So, yeah, right. yeah. All right. I see you left off what class reunion? Hey, man. It's I, our 20th. trying to age ourselves. But <laughs> yeah, sure. It's good. Listen, life is life, but it's okay. We're still here. We look good. We're doing No doubt. I'm great. No doubt. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. So, shout out to 03. Yes. All right, yes. All right listeners, y'all have a wonderful week. We will see you in a few days. Uh, take care of each other and, you know, love love each other. Love each other. Give each other energy, positive energy and all that good stuff. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, peace. Peace. Bye. And The Rock says this, Kane. That little voice box you used to use, you've left The Rock with one choice on what to do with it. The Rock says he'll take your little voice box, take all the batteries out, lube it up, turn that some sideways, and stick it straight up. You can't hear.